Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Every Sunday, we are here making you better consumers of health care. And for the 21 years that we've been doing this, and, and people will say, radio, what are you doing on the radio and so much time and effort? And what I tell everybody is that this is a direct extension of what we do every day in the office. Seeing patients, we not only take care of them and we make a diagnosis and a, and a treatment, but it is educating them, leading them, trying to enlighten them. And over the years, we have created a great team that I work with. And one of those is Natalie Amante. She is a physician assistant. She has been on the radio a number of times. And she is here to really just give an insider's look at how we take care of our patients and the experience. So welcome for coming in tonight, Natalie. Well, thank you for having me. It has been a little while, so it's very good to be back. All right. Well, so much of what Dr. Rogers had just said applies to us, and we can switch heart disease for liver disease and we have patients that come in that may not fully appreciate the extent of the damage or the implication. They know, well, somebody said something at one time about their liver, but it it sort of gets just, I hate to say it's such a trite statement of just swept under the rug, but what's what's your sense in the patients that you see every day? It is a repeating theme. Yes, absolutely. And Dr. Rogers is wonderful, and during the first half of the show, I'm sitting over here nodding my head in agreeance to everything he's saying because it's so applicable to our patients as well. Um, I think we actually see probably a decent amount of his patients and vice versa just because these metabolic underlying conditions cause non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, right. which I think we'll be talking about a lot this second half. and in metabolic disease causing heart disease, affecting the liver, and how we can work as better practitioners to educate people and have people know, know your numbers, know your health status. What can we do today to help really affect your longevity and the rest of your life? Well, I, I, my sense is that for everybody listening tonight, our patients, the general public around the country, there has to be a very good understanding of how every 
part of your body is networked together. So mm-hmm. if you have a kidney problem, it's just not the kidney. It's going to affect your hormone status, your nutrition status, your blood counts. It'll affect your heart. If it affects your heart, then it's going to impact on the liver. Liver impacts lungs, your risk of cancer. And so I believe what we want to do, what we strive to do with our patients is to get this global sense and understanding that all of this is important and you need to pay attention to every part of this. No, completely. And for us specifically, so an example, if we're really spotting, we're zooming in a little bit with liver disease, but Uh it really is so much of a full body thing here. In full transparency, it stinks when you have a new patient and you're giving a new diagnosis of cirrhosis and the conversation is, what do you mean? You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, been to jail, this is crazy. And helping to educate that non-alcoholic, metabolic-associated fatty liver disease is the leading cause of cirrhosis and liver transplant in the United States and helping to identify the risk factors before we get there so we can intervene and help with lifestyle and is it weight loss, better control of blood pressure, medication, that kind of thing. Yeah. The, you know, one, one article that I've had sort of in my back pocket all week is uh, something that was published by NPR on the sad state of U.S. life expectancy. And it's a, it's somewhat of a grim story where they're saying for the really for the past two years life expectancy in the united states has gone down worse a decline that is not being seen in other parts of the world which is also alarming and the the problem i have with this is they they say well everybody knows to eat better and exercise and it's it's their weight but they're sort of skirting that issue here in in the article. And and again, uh, similar to information on Dr. Rogers at Texas Heart, I'm going to post this article as well. Now, when you look at, right in my hands, I happen to have this right here, the top 15 causes of death. And what I, what I want everybody to think about here in top order, diseases of the heart, cancer, chronic lung disease, cerebral vascular accident, Alzheimer's, diabetes, kidney disease, flu, suicide, chronic liver disease, that's our wheelhouse, hypertension and hypertension-related kidney disease, Parkinson's, and then pneumonia and then other causes. But if I look at it here, heart disease, cerebral vascular disease, diabetes, liver disease, hypertension and kidney disease, the common thread here is obesity. What do you say? Obesity and prevention. You know, so many of these conversations and part of the reason I love liver disease and mm-hmm. is when we are able to identify these risk factors that lead to all of these causes of mortality, morbidity, it's what can we do today have a serious conversation, talk to your family, go through your pantry with you. What can we adjust to help prevent this? It's almost like we have a crystal ball. No, no we don't. But it's well, how can we intervene today to help pre- 
prevent these devastating complications. What you know, similar to what I was asking uh, Dr. Joe Rogers, this this level of understanding. Now, what it, what what is your opinion? What's your experience on when you talk about the need to lose weight or how their weight gain over the last 10 years is directly related to their diabetes, their high cholesterol, and their fatty liver and the issues we're treating now. What is their reaction that you could share with everybody tonight? Yeah, and I think in the context of telling them you have liver disease as a result, a lot of our patients are very receptive to this idea. I think at first it can be a, wait, you don't mean I have to throw away every pie in my freezer, right? Like <laughs> right. just the, the banana flavored, but it's coming around to this idea of we can still help you enjoy the food you're eating. It makes sense financially. It's It doesn't take all day to prepare these meals, but in doing so, you're helping your liver, your heart, your kidneys, your longevity, and quality of life. I mean, quantity, we talk about life expectancy, but right. also quality here. Yeah. Well, I you know, I think the one thing that, and I would say if we were going to put all the energy into just nutrition, just eating. Yes, we could probably do that. It is a bigger problem than just the food they're eating or the food they're not eating. It is access to the food, knowledge, and the cost of food, and uh, people aren't home to eat. They're they're out, you know, two jobs. They're working evening jobs, and they're just really catching any meal at the at the vending machine. But it 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 certainly is a problem. I I think if there was one thing we could concentrate on, it is our nutrition and the obesity epidemic. Those numbers don't lie. Natalie, what we're going to do is take a quick break here. Don't forget our website, drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. All of our social media is there. And certainly, if you have any liver-related problems, you could go to our website, texasliver.com, and inquire about maybe being seen by Natalie and our other providers. But anyway, drjogalati.com. Stay tuned. Final segment coming up. We will be right back. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., we are here. I hope you are there, too. Spreading the good word on health and wellness. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. When I, and this is a story I've shared before, when when I first started, started uh on radio, we were talking about the format, and my mentors had said, Joe, Rush Limbaugh has guests. You're going to have experts on the program. So Dr. Rogers is an expert, Natalie Amante is an expert, and we're happy to have her here tonight. So Natalie, one one disease that we see a lot of, and it, it almost gets to the point where you almost say to yourself, oh, another case, another case. But they're all very, very different. 
And it's a disease that 80 to 100 million Americans have. Shocking. And it is leading cause of cirrhosis, liver cancer, liver failure. And it seems that a lot of people are somewhat oblivious to this. Tell everybody what I am talking about. Yeah, I mean, walking you through a typical visit, a new patient with me, and if I could even have one person out there, you know, oh, wow, this kind of sounds like something I've been told before, then that is the goal. Right. So coming in, you know, my first question, what brings you to see the liver team today? And oftentimes it's elevated liver enzymes for X amount of years or Oh, someone mentioned I had fatty liver disease. So whether that is on an ultrasound for their workup for elevated liver enzymes or Mm -hmm. you went to the ER because you were in a car accident and they scanned your belly and said, by the way, not really a big deal, but you do have fatty liver. Everyone has fatty liver. Right. Next next question. Um, But at LST, Liver Specialists of Texas, we take fatty liver disease very seriously because left untreated... This is the leading cause of cirrhosis and liver transplant in the United States, as as Dr. Galati said. Now, the silver lining, though, is it is also reversible, which, again, why I love liver disease. The liver is forgiving, and it oftentimes can regenerate if we take this seriously. That, That in itself is a big part for people to understand that this Mm -hmm. is reversible. One of the things that we could do that's reversible. Yeah, and so a little bit more than the next question is, okay, so I have fatty liver disease, what is it? So two leading causes of fatty liver would be alcohol on one hand, too much, or again, this common theme of metabolic syndrome, which is really Mm -hmm. what I see most often. So high cholesterol, triglycerides, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, and that could even be insulin resistance. You don't have to have a crazy A1C that's off the chart on insulin. It can be prediabetes or even gestational diabetes right. puts you at risk. And then obesity. Now, you know, the thing about metabolic syndrome and what I would say for everybody tuning in now, you just rattled off a list of five or six things. You mm-hmm. have to take inventory to say, do I have this truncal obesity? Which Dr. Rogers from a cardiac standpoint, that is a risk factor for heart disease. But do I have truncal obesity? Have I been told my cholesterol or triglycerides are up? Do I have, as I'd love to say, a touch of diabetes? It's just a touch, Natalie. It's not that bad. Um, and, And high blood pressure. Right. And again, what Dr. Rogers said is that most of my patients feel pretty great. So that's the perfect time to check your own health stats and say, okay, I feel good, but what's my body mass index? Can you calculate that based on your height and your weight? How is your diet? You know, be transparent with yourself. Right. Uh, How often are you eating out? What kind of foods are you eating? What kind of foods are you feeding your family? And cholesterol, blood pressure, A1C or fasting blood sugar, these are all ways, again, silent risk factors that Sometimes I have people even come in saying, I'm just here to check my liver. You know, I yeah. heard that my cholesterol is a little out of whack. My blood sugar was elevated. So could I have liver disease? And if I catch this in time, tell me what I can do to reverse it. Yeah. Now, you know, the one the one thing we do see a lot of people that come in and they tell us, they tell you, they tell Stephanie, they tell Anthony, our other providers, oh, yeah, I have a fatty liver. But I was told it's nothing to 
to worry about. And I sort of get a little crazy when I hear that for the simple reason that there is a big chunk of information missing when you make the statement, I have fatty liver, and that is the degree of fibrosis. So explain why if you have fatty liver, okay, and you're listening tonight, the part that you need to know is whether or not this scarring. Right. So fibrosis is scarring in the liver. Now, when we talk about scarring in the liver, we stage this from zero to four. Mm -hmm. And again, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease can cause scarring in the liver. So at zero, very minimal scarring. Four is cirrhosis of the liver. And while cirrhosis is very manageable, it is not reversible. Now, stage three, stage two, stage one, we can all through intervening lifestyle-wise medication, that type of thing, work to reverse the even the, not only the fat, but also the scarring in the liver. So when we have patients come in with elevated liver enzymes or fat on an ultrasound, what we do is a fibro scan in our office. So this is a non-invasive tool that, similar to an ultrasound, it doesn't hurt. It takes about five minutes, but it thumps on the side of your liver to tell us how basically dense, elastic, the properties of the liver are, and that equates to how much scarring. And using that piece of information helps us to know, you know, we're aggressive in a way with every patient, and what can we do? How can we change things? But if you're at stage three fibrosis, we know losing five to 10% of your body weight, we see reversal of this. And in a year, six months, 12 months time, it's really exciting. And it's fun with our patients to say, what does your ultrasound look like today? And then in six months, we see improvements on the fibro skin. We see improvements, and it's really encouraging. Yeah. You know, many times I feel that patients really, really get concerned when their liver is is not fine. They tend to, you know, they, they worry about their blood pressure. They worry about their bronchitis, their COPD. But you start talking about their liver with more fibrosis, with more damage, that really gets their attention. What do you think the psyche is about that? It's like they they know a lot, but they know one thing. They got to worry about their liver. Yeah, and, and liver disease is scary. I think <laughs> whatever it is in movies, they're yellow. You know, you can get swelling in the belly, swelling in the legs, all kinds of really serious complications. And when that starts to become in the conversation, it's like, whoa, 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 I didn't sign up for that. How do I get rid of it? Is it possible? And for a lot of our patients, it is. And uh, establishing with us and for anyone out who's listening, who's been told about a fatty liver, even if it was 10 years ago, we want you to come in and see us. And a lot of times there is room for improvement. Yeah. You know, one one topic that we talk a lot here, as well as with our patients, is that physician-practitioner relationship. And, and there's a high, high degree of trust. Now, many times patients will feel almost let down when we have the uncomfortable conversation to say, yes, you've had this for five, 10 years. You've known about it. Your physician or nurse or PA has sort of told you about it as well. But now we're telling you this is a bigger problem. And they feel somewhat let down. 
what what do you think? Yeah, and you mean let down by they weren't given a treatment plan prior? Right, yeah. or the, it wasn't elevated to, look, Bob, this is serious, let, and this is what we're going to do. Right. And I think so much of it is education and educating not only our patients but our practitioner, our colleagues about this is so important and we want to do everything we can to maximize your opportunity for health. And it can be a bummer, but we can't change what's happened in the past and we're in the present and what do we do in the future? We want to give you a treatment plan, walk this with you and work on your overall health. I I would think that a lot of times patients will look back and they have the feeling that they should have asked more questions. And that's what we always want. We want everybody, everybody that's listening, all of our patients to ask more questions. The The second thing is if you are in a relationship, it's no different than a personal relationship and you're not getting good communication, you may have to seek another opinion. Right. 10 seconds. What do you say? Yeah, I always say find someone, build this relationship with your practitioner where you feel like you can ask questions. The time was given to you. You left knowing more than when you came in and you're excited to go back next time. You are motivated to make changes to be healthier. Absolutely. All right, Natalie, thank you very much. I guess I will see you at work in the morning. I will be there. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.